Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 980. Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side. The other side, I suppose, of BOK Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws. We got D. We got yeah. Aaron. We yeah. got Jeff in yeah. the building. Uh, on to our questions for the day. Uh, first question comes in. It says, I'm 28 years old and a young professional. I recently started dating this girl who I met online about six months ago. Yeah. The relationship has been cool since we made it official, but I've noticed that on her social media, particularly her IG page, she posts provocative pictures that I would associate with thirst traps. Cannot win with them. I don't know if I should say something to her about it or just let it go. It bothers me because I know anybody who follows her, is if they're like me, it seems like an open invitation to get at her. Should I be concerned about this? When I met her, she was doing it too, but lately it seems like it's much more, it's much more than before. Or maybe I'm just more aware of it. What should I do? How long he say they um been told? Yeah. Six months. Six, Six months. months. He's 28 years old. He's a young professional. He said he gets some more background. Uh if she if you met her and she was doing that, I mean, I just think you're more aware. Uh, right than it was before and and again y'all weren't together before so it was probably cool then you were thirsty you were looking at it thirsty like dang she's yeah, yeah that battle was thirsty <laughs> <laughs> that's right you already know hey it just made you feel better but now that y'all together you want to be obviously you want to be exclusive at least from her perspective you want her to be exclusive uh you don't want her to do that obviously anymore because it's messing with your head and maybe guys all respond to them folks you probably read in the comments and that's probably what's messing your head up right and he probably on hot mo- emojis yeah and he imagining what them dms is looking like in his head <laughs> his mind is running wild you know, what I'm, you know what i'm saying uh, yeah like i mean that's that's a uh that's a tough one. I mean, it's like you said, D, he, he already mentioned that, you know, she was already doing it before. So it's not like she changed anything from how she was going before. I mean, I guess he could, if he really feeling her, I guess he could kind of, uh, you know, bring it up on some chill. Like, yo, like you, you got to go ahead and uh, try, like thirst trap or not necessarily use that word, but like, you know for all these dudes like is that is that necessary or whatever like just kind of bring it up and see how she act mm-hmm. and you know if you know if she you know kind of not really taking heed to that then i mean you might want to uh might want to not necessarily be putting all your eggs in that basket i mean as you as you know like our model from the show you know what i mean you probably should you know be dating yourself a, a couple of joints uh just be lying 
lying. He lying. Oh my God. As it is anyway. <laughs> before you, you know what I mean? Because this is what happens. Like, you know, dating is just that. It's dating. And so then you can kind of weed it out to when it's that just down to one person. Like, okay, this is the person who I potentially see a future with. So. I mean, but my whole thing is this: a, a lot of times, people get into situations with with other, whether it's a guy getting with a girl and vice versa, and then expect something to change. Like, right? You knew what was going on prior, even before y'all got together and made it official. So then, sometimes you can't expect that to change right away. Now, you may, like you, like you said, you can talk to her and see what she says, but that's how you met her. So you can't expect that change to happen right away and y'all just dating. So you got to have the expectation is when you get with somebody and it has something you do not like they're like, you know, what they're doing, then you kind of have to almost in a sense, maybe either you deal with it, something like this. And you know what I'm saying? Or you just move on. But it could just be an insecurity you have as well, because no guy wants a whole bunch of guys ogling over his over his woman. And let me ask you this too: Is your girl like somebody that's on Instagram that makes money off of that? I don't, I don't know. Does she make money off of the, the? You know, a lot of girls become like Instagram models or whatever, and they make money off of this stuff. So, I mean, that's what they do. I don't know if, if she's to that level or she's just posting just random selfies or mirror pics and stuff like that. That's just like here and there. So, is that a right, source of you income? You want to say something too? No, D stole all my points already. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. I think number one, definitely, he's probably more worried about, like he said, the comments and the potential of people seeing these pictures, feeling the same way he did, jumping in their DMs, trying to see if they can get that to the next stage or whatever. But also at the same time, like when you meet somebody, you got to accept that this is the person they are. You gonna get people yeah. or lose them the same way you get them. So if she's posting pictures on Instagram, did you consider those pictures thirst trap or is she just super bad to where it's a bunch of dudes, you know what I mean, on her timeline going back and forth? That's another question because if she's taking pictures like with a thong in her ass oh, all out, oh, putting it at the camera. Oh my God. If they are together, Yo. I can see where that could be. Right. In a that is, versus <laughs> if she's just taking pictures and then it's a hundred dudes no matter what she posts as long as she's on the picture they like oh you know what I mean like it just depends yeah. so kind of cause some women yeah, can't hide their good. body they can't hide nice. their body and they can't hide their looks nice. so, from you right now how good you, know, you look like you nice. said I, I agree with that yeah, I don't even have nothing nothing to add to it I, I think y'all y'all covered that whole whole one uh, uh next next one so my boyfriend and I have been together almost two years moved in together eight months ago I make significantly less money than him, and he makes significantly more than average. He pays the rent, I pay the rest of the bills, electric, water, trash, cable, etc. He always holds it over me that he pays for everything. Can't do it. While I do all the cleaning, cooking, laundry, and such to make up for what he, I can't pay, sometimes I feel like he needs to up his end, like cooking and cleaning, and anything really. Also, my car needs tires, and he offered to buy it as a uh, as a gift. Um, used tires at that. I said no, and that he's what he's being cheap. But how do I go about getting him to be less stingy and stop holding money over me? 
Man, nothing wrong with a used tire, bro. I bought many a used tire. That's right. You already know. I'm going to tell you that right now. You need tires or you don't. How you going to say no? If you got bone tires and they got a little bit more trade, yeah, your life's safe. In rainy conditions? Yeah, the rainy conditions? You be out here. Nah, dog. Slipping and sliding on the street. That's not the time to make a point, though. Your life is going Right. That's what I'm getting ready to say. You better take them tires, dog. But it does be like Bruce Bowen out here bald all the way around, young. I'm trying to yeah. I, I for her, I would just say that she needs to like, you know, God bless the child that has their own, though. And you need to start to be able to like establish yourself. I, I don't know if you need to look for a new career path. It sounds like you might be staying at home and doing all this stuff while he's like kind of taking care of you. And that's cool for a while, but you know, but then he was with that nah, territory. But she paid, she she paid, paid bills. She, she paid stuff. Paying bills. Oh, That's I thought. I thought she, the way, he paid the way, everything. Nah, nah, I thought. Nah, I thought he paid a rent. She paid a less than rent. She, she said she makes significantly less than he does. Right, and she's saying that she he paid a rent, and then she paid everything electric, else. water. Uh, I guess what, like cable. cable. I would assume. That's like five dollars a month compared to rent. Tra- trash pickup. Rent, rent, but rent might be like what, like fifteen hundred? It depends with the rent. Yeah, but you live in I'm that. just, I'm just giving on average on like what, what a, uh, like what a two yeah, bedroom, I'm or average, yeah, or one bedroom might be over here in this area though. What's that's it, not? That's this area. Right. Rent twenty five hundred. Thirteen thousand dollars a month. What more do you want from me? Unless you that's, want to live somewhere I mean, where. Your car window's gonna be getting kicked in and all that kind of. <laughs> no, I mean that. Well, well, I would say like twelve hundred. I would say if that's the case, obviously, like that was a silly decision. If they moved somewhere where the rent was paying, if the rent was twenty five hundred, because she said they've been together for two years and they moved in together eight months ago. So, like, I'm trying to be generous to say the rent fifteen. Let's say fifteen to seventeen hundred. If if he moves somewhere. With that John twenty five hundred and she ain't making the bread like that. I mean, he don't really got nothing to be complaining about. Y'all was doing way too much, you know what I mean? If that's the case, but I'm just saying in general, like let's say that the John is we we'll call it seventeen hundred, and she paid for that stuff like that's five hundred. She says she be cleaning, cooking, and doing that stuff as well. Like I mean, they definitely should have a conversation about. You know what I mean? Like, what's kind of, you know, like, what's uh, expected or what what's, what they can kind of work out as far as those things are concerned. Because if rent, like, if they are... want to have a conversation because he paying the rent. But the, my whole thing he is... is he putting the roof over there. I head. want people that want to win. But, oh, but if you in a relationship, though, like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it be like that. You think about if, if you go, like, all them years Michelle Obama made significantly more than Barack Obama. Then that Bama came up. Sometimes it be like that in both cases, whether it's male or female or, or the reverse. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in a relationship and you want to be with that mm-hmm. person, like, you know what I mean? That's how, you know, you, sh- you should look at it. I understand that it could be tough sometimes, you know, because you want another person to contribute more. But, like, if we don't know what she's doing here, she didn't say that she going... Like she's working for here or she's trying to get this or basically upgrade her situation. We can only go off of what she currently is saying that the situation is. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I think they got to have a conversation. Like, he's he not trying to hear it, but you got to say, you got to break all this joint down to him. 
That's like, a before you move in combo too. It's that's definitely, like, yeah, this will rub me the wrong way when people do like take half measures. I agree right. with you 100. If you are like a modern type of dude, I'm an old school type of dude. It rubs me the wrong way when dudes want to half take care of a young. When you move in together, you knew you was making more than her. If you're gonna be right. the financial provider, then be that and don't throw it in her face every right. time you gotta buy something or do something. And she's yeah, doing right. all the work around the house. Sometimes and you know she's cooking I mean? and stuff too, right. cleaning, washing dishes, and she's still and she's still paying some stuff. So right. it ain't like hey, you know live in a highlight, paying house and stuff like that, like playing house, playing husband. Yeah, then do what a husband would do and take care of the family or take care of the woman that you yeah. got moved in your crib. If you didn't want to do everything by yourself, you should have got a roommate or you know what I mean, not moved in with the younger. But don't wait till you get a ready. See, this is this is that's well, that's how I felt about you know the whole moving in thing, but that's another subject. But I, I just think that she could be potentially setting herself up because he feels like he's doing everything in terms of financially. And then when he wants to move on, you know, and I'm sure his name is probably the one on the least. We had that question last week, though. <laughs> So bye bye. If it's time to go, it's gonna be a tough moving day. And then and then it's like, where do you go? Because, you know, obviously he doesn't appreciate what's going on here. I don't know the whole dynamic. And he, you know, there's a whole nother perspective here from his part, we're not gonna get. But I mean, from what you said, to me that's a pretty good deal. If you taking care of home and you paying bills, <laughs> perfect. And you paying that, bills. That, yeah. yeah, that seem that seem okay. It ain't like it's not a situation where he paying the rent and all the bills and you cleaning, cooking, and you not contributing, like, even now, in the, now, and, and even that might still be okay to some people if that's what y'all agreed upon. You know what now, I mean? But, now, now, when is he bringing up that you're not paying more than him? Like, is it a situation where you're just, and I could be wrong, are you nagging like, hey, young, you not washing clothes, you not cooking, and then he it. come back with, hey, you ain't paying the rent, you know what I'm saying? I pay the majority. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Right. Is it one of those situations? You know, how does that, how was that, how was that coming up in the convo? Is it just random? Like, yeah, you ain't even paying rent. Or is it something in the argument and y'all just taking jabs at each other and that comes up? You know what I'm saying? Because you take a jab and he take a jab or vice versa. Either way, that's not a good dynamic. Like, it's for y'all not, to be but I'm just saying, though. Yeah, no, nah, I feel you. I'm just, I'm saying yeah. if that is the case yeah, for, yeah. for them to be throwing each of those things in the other's faces, that's not a good start. And they only been together two years and lived together for eight months. For eight and months. You, if that's already how you going, like, yeah, I mean, that's not a good, a good uh, future omen. Nah. <laughs> Oh, you can't even afford time. I do not have the money, okay? Did you hear to me? To me, it sounds like not only is, you know what I mean, he's significantly more in paying the bills, that it's still a struggle for her. Right. So you might need to work on out making whatever maneuvers you got to make to get yourself to a point in life where you don't have to deal with, you know what I mean, this kind of stuff. That, that's kind of rough. You got yeah. somebody helping you with the bills and you still can't get two times. You might that. Might be full. You know how you know how it is when you go to the tire store. Hey, you know how it is. You can't get two. You go to the tire store. Oh, you got to replace all what? four of them. You ain't going to let you do one or two. Yeah, you got to at least do one. If, yeah, That's fresh like, in my head because I just had to get two tires like two days ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I need more tires. Yeah, you need two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. it. You need two tires, alignment. You need this. Oh, no. God. That zone is definitely a blow. Like, I, I actually had to just get four, like, towards the end of last year. 
And yeah, the four is, is the blow. You want to avoid that if you can, for sure. You want to start with the two. And hopefully, <laughs> you know what I mean, you can ride a little longer and then until you could get the other two. But yeah, like, she she should at least be able... Because what, what you figure, like, a used tire, maybe... Like, oh, $40, $50, though. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like... It ain't it ain't that change, much. Rotation probably about seventy. With the rotation, yeah, whole time probably about seventy. Probably run you seventy. Nah, if it depends. You two, probably like a My tires used are still like. That's right. You already know. Almost a hundred dollars used. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it probably it's probably really gonna matter like and on them used like how much tread or what's. Cause I think it's only they can, yeah, and it's then the brand and all that stuff, and the size and the tire, right? Exactly, exactly. But sometimes when I was hurting, I'd be like, "Young, can you just move like the ball joints to the back and like move the good ones to the front?" No, you put the ones in the back, dog. You gonna bad, my bad. That's what I meant to say. Put the put the good ones in the back and put the ball joints. Put the jumps that need the box, the head treatment in the front, and then just rock with the other jumps in there. Hey, nah, yeah. I, I hate you, dog. Hey, young, that's real talk, though. Everybody been there. I, I think just best, yeah, yeah you got to yeah, I mean, my last thing, too, to that would be, like, if, if he offering to even get the use, like, like she take can't, that. like, and she, yeah, she should, one, take that, but if she not, you know, fully... Like, if she not comfortable with that, then she can't add some bread on top of what he giving her so she could get the get the brand new jumps. You know what I mean? Like, whatever the value that he would give you for the used jumps, like, if you ain't feeling that, like, it's you can't make up the difference. I do not have the money, okay? Did you hear like, me? I mean, or you could take the, take the used jumps. I mean, really, as far as that's concerned, but... Um, one thing, one thing is this though: if you buy them ties, don't be surprised. He'd be like, "Yeah, and I bought your ties, and I paid the rent." <laughs> oh yeah, that's going to get lumped in there. Yeah, yeah, you already know that's getting lumped in. I, I mean, it closes out and move on to the uh, sports and stuff for the day. I just say that clearly this is bothering you. Clearly that this is having some type of effect on you and how you feel about the situation because he's hovering this over your head. And if that feeling, that I mean. Uh, I think that feeling should help you to produce like different results and, and move you to a place where you're trying to look for a better a better job where you can increase your income where you're less dependent upon him taking care of you. If that if you don't like him holding that over your head, and then you know you know you can come back to the table and say, look, you know, you've been holding it down, you've been paying the rent, you know, and I have more income and I can actually contribute. But if you're not gonna do that, then it's really difficult to be complaining. I just I should say that. Um, speaking of complaining and, and difficulties, Jason Kidd got fired this week. What? Jump came out of the blue. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo called Jason Kidd and told him before he was fired, like you know, this isn't this isn't right. What they about to do? And you know, um, you know, what what do you want me to do? Basically, like coming to. Jason Kidd's aid and Jason Kidd was just like, you know, it ain't nothing like, there's nothing you can do. It, you know, I, I kind of seen this coming and he just let it go. So, I mean, Jeff, you you were the one who kind of saw this, this coming down the pipe. I mean, do you think this was a good move, a bad move? Like, you know, this part of the season, it just, it was a surprise to me. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I didn't necessarily think that they would do it 
at this part of the season. Um, you know what I'm saying per se. But I mean th- that roster has I mean underachieved if you ask me. Like I think that you know Jabari Parker being out, he probably he's definitely the number. He would be the clear number two if he was healthy but I with that being said I still think they have enough to be better than where they are and they have more talent than a lot of the teams ahead of them and you know and they just simply haven't been lived up to the expectations I mean in my opinion I mean I think they're not doing bad this year they're a full seed I think nah nah not even yeah they're in eighth seed and I heard reports that you know that they kind of wanted to do it earlier but they, you know, they kind of waited until this slide. Now, like I said, they won game over uh, 500 and they're in the eighth seed. So, you know, like that's not going to get it done. I mean, you have to be able to create an offense or, or, or get the rest of the guys to play and be complimentary to Giannis. And a lot of times when you look at them play, Giannis has stepped up his game a lot and the other players are just watched. But you have to. Put a uh, have an environment where all of the guys are contributing, which that's picking up the level of play for the rest of the team. And I just don't think Jason Kidd has got that done. And I always yeah. think, I mean, if you look at his record and what he's done, even when he was with uh, the Nets, I mean, he's just been an okay coach. Cannot coach with him. Can't do so, it. So, I mean, I think there's better coaches out there that can get this team closer to their potential for what they have right now, which is, should at least be like middle of the pack like four fifth seed so mm-hmm. like you can't be one game over 500 in, in the eastern conference with the players that they have with with Giannis, with uh middleton uh uh brogdon uh bledsoe and that's like i said before not even having parker but even with those guys you should be better than what you are and he's mm-hmm. been there for four seasons so, so, so what do y'all like? Who who should come in and coach this team? I mean, right now, you, <clears throat> of course, Giannis uh, is not uh, particularly happy that they they let let uh, Jason Kidd go. I guess they had a good relationship, coach and player. Um, you know, I, I just who do you see coming in and be able to come in in this situation, barring these circumstances, and then help propel this team. To, to the next level Well I think they'll wait Until you know The off season But I Like the names That I would You know Have in the mix Would be Like Mark Jackson Like Fizdale um, Like Monty Williams Jeff Van Gundy Like those are like The four uh, Coaches that I would pursue Just because I feel like They could get The team's uh, Defense Up You know And like those guys Like they also said That Jason Jason Kidd wasn't that great of an X's and O coach. And so I think any of those guys, like, they will lift the level of the play up from the rest of the players. Yeah, I, I just, to me, this sounds like a disconnect between upper management and Jason Kidd more than him not being able to, like, uh, elevate the play of the players. Um, to me, it's like, you know, just like we talk about it all the time in sports where it's like just as important as winning is the relationships that are in in the organization and to me I feel like you know there was a disconnect between upper management and Jason Kidd and you know them underachieving just made it easy on their part to say hey we want to part ways because there wasn't it was really no relationship to uh, break away from um, because it it was never really established and it was never really strong to begin with Um, I just don't know where they go from here I mean you're kind of throwing a season um, in the trash 
I don't think so. Though. Talent is. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna make the playoffs. So I don't think. But the the thing is, they feel that they should be higher up in in the conference and have a better record than one game over five hundred. So like, I, I don't think. And, and Jason Kidd, part of the reason how he got the job is because you know he had a relationship with some of the ownership group. So you know, I don't think that they're that they're throwing a season. I think they'll still still uh you know make make the playoffs, but they obviously won't make any noise in the playoffs. But I don't think they would have done that with Jason Kidd. Well, we're gonna see how that plays out. Uh, talk about trouble in paradise. Uh, my man Tony. P called me today and was just like, "Young, what's up with the the Cavs? They just falling apart. They uh they took Kevin Love into the locker room, had a had an intervention with the Bama to see it, it, uh what was going on with him. I guess he was uh you know they had a loss the other night and apparently he left the arena early and uh, has been irking his teammates. Some some are even reports are saying that he's not getting along with black teammates and they're trying to put the spin cycle on the race relations uh, uh Kevin Love and the team and uh you know saying that he was faking being sick or whatever whatever like is this the beginning of the end or is this the the LeBron James political uh move to, to try to get K-Love out of there to get somebody else in there I want people that want to win that's what it seems like to me they're always blaming Kevin Love yeah all I think the time we yeah, I think it's weak, dog. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Like, I think it's a, it's just a lot of like players that aren't like living up to uh, what you expected them. Three of which, you know, are LeBron's boys that he lobbied for them to get the deal, and so like mm-hmm. that's a major part of you know the the makeup of the team when you're talking Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, and Amon Shumpert. Like, they all got a lot of money. You know, and they aren't producing. And, you know, like 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 we D and I mentioned, like they always wanted they've been scapegoating Kevin Love for since he since he got there. It's like like it's I, I, I also when you look at Isaiah, I think he got an agenda because like he trying to get paid and he he's jacking like every time you turn around and you know he he haven't even been back that long to have any rhythm. I think that, you know, he should have came off the bench a little bit longer, if you ask yeah. me, because they did have a good thing going. But then, you know, Lou went to make the adjustments to kind of work him back in there. And then he went ahead and started him. And I think it probably was uh, a little too soon. Yeah. Another another aspect of a point that uh, me and Tony, when we were talking today, he just, he just brought up that, you know, this team is filled with guys on the roster that typically would be the guy that like, you know, get the ball in the closing moments or have to have the ball in their hands. And, you know, when you're thinking about like how I think they might be two, two, uh, two and eight in the last 10 games, I think. And they, they just really hit a rough patch oh uh, as far gosh, as like man. winning games. And, you know, it's like there's, there's no, there's no cohesion. There's no chemistry. Like you said, Isaiah out there jacking. The big ball away. Uh, D-Way acting like he ain't, you know, in his 30s. I think a lot of that is is causing a problem. And then it don't look like Teron Lewis even respected. Nah, dog. To be honest with you. <laughs> it just look like, it look like LeBron James is just running amok and he's the coach and everything, like, whatever he says goes. And I, I think this is the beginning and the end. They, 
I mean, yes, they they have a chance. Anytime you have the best player in the league, you have a chance. But I just don't know what what all of this that's going on. Uh, that when it comes down to winning, having must win games or playing in the playoffs, that they'll be able to just pull it together like at a, at a snap of a finger. Um, I think right. something else this is also exposing to me, and it I kind of knew it before, but it's showing it even more is that as great as LeBron is. He needs a closer, and and without a viable closer, the the team is just not the same. And people kind of clown Kyrie when he left, going on his own. But he was that closer when he was in Miami. D Way was that closer. He doesn't have a closer on that team, and I think that's why they got Isaiah Thomas in there to do that. And then you know they try to get D Way to try to bring up remnants of his closing ability, but they're both kind of hurt, and D Wade's old and. It's going to take time for IT to get back into the rhythm. But that team needs a closer because LeBron is just not that. He's never been that in his, in his career. When he's won chips, he's always had a closer by his side. By his side. He could do everything else but that. And so they're right. going to struggle to me. Well, not consistently, I'll say. Not consistently. Yeah, he's, not, not, he's just not a closer. Time. That's not his thing. It's just not, not his thing. It's not. I don't and think he's done it, but like you said, consistently, it's, it's yeah. not. Yeah, that's not his. It's, it's not his natural for him to close. It's just not his thing. He can do everything else really great, but it, for closing ability, it's just not his thing to do it on on a night in, night out basis, and especially in the seven game series. It's just also uh, K Love. You know his game has uh, really suffered. Um, you know when since Isaiah got back, I mean. Before that, I mean, like you, you would probably say he was going to be an all-star uh, reserve, you know, um, and, 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 and he's playing out of position too. Like they moved, he moved to the five. He already said that's not his normal thing and comfortable, but he do, he's doing it for the team. And it's just like, it's just a week that they always try to attack him. None of them Bamas want to play defense, LeBron included. Just think garbage. Like, All them Bamas yeah. garbage. And, and the fact that they got him on the chopping block, I'm like, it don't make no sense to me. Oh, 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 you didn't say Tristan's garbage, did you? <laughs> Tristan Thompson's garbage, dog. No, you thought I forgot? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? What? I never I never went to bat for him. He's lying. He's lying. He lying. Oh, my gosh. For him? Brother that wasn't me. Back. I said he was trash, and you said, oh, this man was not trash. Does anybody else remember that conversation on air? I don't know. Nah, dog. I call them trash, dog. I call everybody trash. I call them trash. That's what I do. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. And here's the thing, though. Like, even if if that, you know what I mean, (laughs) it's more evident now than ever like because because you could call jr smith trash now like but they, they weren't always that way when when cleveland like if you go back to previous years but how it is now like like they could be called trash like i mean their play speaks to that they're part of the problem as to why the team looks the way it, it, it does right now and like i said none of them bammers want to play d and they owe they like they gave up Carolina 148 only. points, dog. I've watched them play the last, <laughs> I guess, probably three games they lost. And all you gotta do is drive a little bit, and that joint gonna pot like the sea, huh? The Jones is just gonna open up. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Just put a no, little bit of pressure on him. And you they got no shot basket. blocker on that roster at all either. He the only dog. And Kevin Love, though, he the only white player on the team. No, Kyle Corver. They got Kyle Corver. That man just be they, quiet and, as a and, mouse, and, dog. And, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and they got uh, they got too. He not white, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, like, European, Spanish, but still, even so, yeah. I, just, I just think that any any big any guy that's a four or five that goes to play with LeBron, you're just not gonna be the same player. It's just the bottom line. Happened to Chris Bosh. Happened to Kevin Love. It's just. You're just not going to be what you were prior to joining with LeBron. He doesn't elevate the bigs. You just become a, a, a role player. Either you sit on the perimeter and you shoot the shoot the J, and that's it. And you try to play the best defense you can play. Because right. I mean that's just what it is. I mean so that's why it's easy to pick on Kevin Love. But right. and they know K Love not going to say nothing. He's going to be a right. professional. He's going to just right. eat that joint and. Like, like, even the day they was asking Braun about it, he kept saying, I don't want to talk about it. And then, you know, and K-Love, you know, was up there, you know, answering questions and, you know, like handling like a professional. And so, I mean, I just think it's weak that you would question, you know, his ability or, or the fact that he's sick. Like, it was like, you just start going at him and me. Like, like that's so weak. That's, oh, this needed, is precisely needed, why Kyrie needed. wanted to get out of that joint. It's quiet in Boston, dog. Chilling. It's it's this way. It's been this way since LeBron been back. It's always something every year. And that's just what it is. <laughs> and if they doing this to me. From one boat that got a hole in it that's looked like it's about to sink to another boat that has been a cruise ship for years. And we ain't never seen this jump even waver. Popovich and the Spurs. Is, is, is reports coming out that Kawhi Leonard is unhappy in the Spurs organization and that there's issues with, with him wanting his doctors and trainers and how he's been mismanaged as far as his injury is concerned. You know, there's, there's some reports about him, the Spurs not wanting to pay him, the, the Supermax contract that he's looking for. Um, and... It, it's, it's looking like it could get real tense and real bad real quick. Um, what are y'all thoughts on, on Kawhi Leonard? And like, you know, I, I'm one of those people who think like Popovich is like 1A coaching. So he's like the Bill Belichick of basketball. So I kind of trust whatever decision he makes, um, even regarding a superstar to the level of caliber Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what the right answer is in this in, in this situation. So um, with with the premier talent that Kawhi Leonard is. Who is Kawhi Leonard's agent? Does anybody know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that Because for me, this is so far from what we know about Kawhi Leonard since he's been in the league. This doesn't sound like, like him. Even if he was unhappy, for it to come out the way it does sometimes with some of these other guys that kind of act a certain way that would lead you to believe it was true, I don't know what to trust when it comes to this situation. Because like you said, the Spurs have been a whole Ryan different Elfie. operation. It doesn't sound like somebody who knows a whole lot about Kawhi Leonard to me. Like, I would have to have somebody else come with this story for me to be inclined to believe he's that adamant. Now, you there could be an issue where it's like they misdiagnosed your energy, I mean, your injury, and you feel some kind of way about the training staff, but the one out of that organization, that's right. a far stretch from that. That could be some ad-lib that, there. It could be some right. ad-lib there, yeah. Tell like somebody filling in the blanks for him or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I I would agree. It, it is it is outside of the character that we know Kawhi Leonard to be. Uh, very, you know, uh, 
I mean, he's a killer on the court, but he's not, he's a man of few words. He's not really just talking reckless and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, just, sometimes people like that need people to, to speak out for them on their behalf. But I, I just don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Who you got to say, D? Well, I was going to say, number one, it was ESPN. They don't always get the story right the first time. But his uncle has came out <clears throat> after the report and said that this whole thing is incorrect. There is actually no tension between the two t- to the, uh, between him and the Spurs. What? Exactly. Yeah, I heard that as well. So the answers. You ain't got the answers. Bro, I'm asking you. You a ain't question. been doing the education, bro. You ain't been doing the education. Calm down. You don't have the answers though. The, I don't. Because you're this trying to give right me here could be a lot of ad lib and just trying to make a story that's not there. And 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 it, like like Aaron said, this isn't seen. This is not Kawhi at all. This doesn't fit his his demeanor on how he's operated since he's been in the league to just come out and have that kind of like spill over it just, it just doesn't make sense um so it take it for what it is also real quick getting back on the Cavs they're trying to get George Hill for Shumpert and, and Fry what in a trade I don't know what that's gonna do for the team it but cannot win with them they got like well, how many point guards are they gonna need good night they got George oh, Hill yeah, got Isaiah Thomas Dwayne Wade like these these rappers, they they, Call they wrong. LeBron is is making the calls and he's he's your GM dog. This is what happens, dog. You playing two K. It's not <laughs> point guards on the like, roster. Like also, yeah, that don't make no sense. also, I wanted to say on that too. Like under no circumstance would I trade that pick either. Like I'm just not doing it because like you know LeBron could leave you high and dry again. Like right. after you, <laughs> you know, if you do make that trade and then you don't win, and then right. you now you don't have no pick, nothing. So, oh, well, Kawhi Leonard, his contract is up 2019, 2020. He'd be a unrestricted free agent. So I know that they're looking to try to extend his contract and, and lock him up to to a deal. But I just, I don't know, dog. This sounds like the agent trying to make sure he gets every penny he can and some urgency from the Spurs to go ahead and sign him a year early. So mm. that's that's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me, dog. That's a very good point. I mean, the thing is, right now, if Kawhi Leonard, Max Dill, he getting two hundred. He getting two hundred. Perfect. And I, but I, but I'm not sure that Popovich and the Spurs would be willing to pay him two hundred. Why not? He's the third best player in the league. Right. LeBron's about to be I mean, finished. He, KD's on the back half of his career. Like he's the next guy. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I I get it. I just, I mean, you know how you know it. It only it's not even that. Sometimes winning and and the player being the best player. Sometimes those but things aren't even a catalyst for people making these decisions, though. But it's not even always about that. It's a. I think it's a flat out lie, though. Yeah, I just think it's, I think it's all I just think it's all fake too. I don't think it's real. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think it'll be straight. You know what I'm saying? I think I think he'll get his money. Like I don't I don't think I think they just being cautious. Like and, right, like any team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, third third disgruntled player in the league, Damian Lillard goes up the front office to talk to Paul Allen about bringing talent to Portland. Uh, I think every team wants talent. Heck, the Wizards need talent. Well, you, when you got when you got two guards, you got a really good backcourt. I mean, you're just gonna waste their careers in Portland when you can, like, you know, kind of build some players around them. And especially when you're in a Western Conference, when you see other teams. 
putting together these super teams in the West. Um, the problem I'm, is, though, uh-huh. like that Portland has never been some free agent destination. Ever. Like you have to draft well. And, yeah. And that's Small something market, that man. they haven't. Yeah, that's something that they haven't done. And like and, and if you do get those opportunities, like you have to take advantage. Like unfortunate for uh, Paul Allen, because I know he would have paid the bread that he wasn't in a situation that um, I can't think of his name uh, right now, but the owner of OKC was because he would have given Harden that bread if that was Paul Allen. But, you know, that OKC's owner didn't want to pay it. And now it's like they've been suffering ever since that. And then obviously because of that, they couldn't advance. And KD, you know, left up out of there. And so like they're in those small markets, you have to draft well because you're not typically going to attract any free agents. It's, that's just not going to happen. And Dame Lillard feels like his career is being like, like as you mentioned, D wasted away, and he keeps getting overlooked uh, for the All Star team. And like this dude has been averaging like 25 plus for like four straight years. Like and He's and a dog, and been getting Portland into the playoffs in right. the Western Conference. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like too much they can do i'm sure they'll try but like i said it's just hard getting a free agent to go to portland like like it's like you you're like an afterthought even compared to the other um you know western conference team like late night teams like you know when you're talking about the lakers and golden state like those which you think of first on 10 30 teams and the clippers when paul paul was there so like portland's just an afterthought yeah yeah speaking of afterthoughts the Washington Wizards first they had tried to have a players only meeting that is reported didn't go well and then they lose to the Dallas Mavericks last night and it was in a mud hole uh, 75 to 98 oh, oh, man. why you doing that oh my which God. is embarrassing shout out to Daryl because I know he's side but uh you know I and I've had discussions I talked to Sports Talk Tasha about it and she was coming at me, your Wizards suck, and all like this. And it's like, what's the problem with them? The problem with the Wizards is is the management. That's right, you already know. It's Ernie Grunfeld. We back to square one every single time. And you're like, well, how is it Ernie Grunfeld? First of all, the makeup of the team, the structure of the team is a problem. John Wall, you cannot... Everybody, there's a, somebody reported today, Al Goldie, and then, you know, screw those those dudes out here, talking about the percentage of where he's standing still on the court and all like that. I, I don't want to hear that. Like, you know, I'm the most critical person out here, and I'm critical of Bradley Bill, John Wall, all the Wizards, whatever. But you can't expect John Wall to play 100% on offense and defense every single night. Duh. Or Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill, heck, he not even he making an all star game this, this year, yeah. but to me he's not he's not really deserving. I mean, outside of the games where he scored a bunch of points, but like the deficiency with the Wizards is their front court. They have no rim protectors. They need a rim protector, dog. If you want to change how the Wizards playing, they can have all the team minutes they they want. One of the problems is they know that they they're they're capped. They know that there's limitations yeah. on their ability to win these bigger games versus these better teams. They're capped. And so they're taking nights off. They're doing this because they're like, yeah, we got to save save it for these these bigger teams because they have to put so forth so much effort each and every night. But it's the NBA, so you're going to lose that way. 
they need somebody. They need to get rid of Gortat. They need to, like we say, make a move with Otto Porter because he's never going to live up to this contract and try to get somebody who can be a role player, a defensive, like, you know, somebody they can bring in and defensively, you know, guard the threes in the league, help with the rebounding, you know, push the defensive aspect of the team because they just don't have it, dog. I People want John Wall to be a, a lockdown defender. He's just not that, dog. I mean, it's recognizing the personnel. And, and until the Wizards do that, the upper management has to get somebody in. DeAndre Jordan's on the chopping block. And word around town, around, around the league, is that people are going after him, throwing stuff. Ernie has to be on the phone trying to get him on our roster, dog. You're not going to get DeMarcus Cousins. I know he cooked last Last night had 44-20 uh, and, and whatever his stat line was was insane. 44-24 uh, uh, and 10. I know that don't look butterful to me. Oh, run from you right now. But you're not going to get him on our roster, dog, without giving away half the team and half the future, <laughs> which Ernie would do. And, and fans will probably be satisfied for a moment, but then when we realize we're missing another piece that we need, then it's right back to square one. Right now, Ernie has to be smart and get these these Bamas who got that Mott's applesauce in their kneecaps off the roster, though. Mahaney finally getting his legs back, but he's a backup. He's not a starting center in this league. It's just, unfortunately, that's just where we at as a team. Starting centers in this league can shoot threes, can rebound, can rim protect, and do a lot of stuff. He can't do none of that. Just when I thought he got his knees back, this Bama got dunked on right back in the next place. So I, I just... <laughs> Damn, God. That's crazy. The Wizards in bad shape. That's it's not going to change. People want to blame Scotty Brooks. Yeah, Scotty Brooks is not the greatest coach. I, I'm with you. He's not the greatest coach. He lets him play too free. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I think... I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was preaching defense to these guys and that you have to play up to the level. But mentally-wise... They're not doing it because of the structure of the team. You know what I'm saying? Y'all all play ball. You know when your team can win, when you put your five on the court, and if they can win versus the other five across the That right there, it sets the tone, yeah, for your psyche. How you going forward? Yeah. Um, the front runners, dog. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's not, it's not a whole lot to add to that. I mean, our frustration has been going on all season with them. As you mentioned, it's at the top. Like, like, people got, like, we got to start calling, like, Leonsis out, just like we call Ernie out, because he the one who cut the checks, and he won't get rid of, this is Ernie's 14th season. Now, like, in any other thing, uh, you know, when you've had that long a tenure and nothing's been produced, I mean, heck, you don't even get to be anywhere near that. So, like, the fact that he's been there this long and it's been the same mediocrity the entire time, but yeah, he gets to yeah. keep his job. Like, that's ridiculous. And so, like, Leonsis needs to get called out, and then obviously it's Ernie. But as you as you mentioned, I mean, it's the management because that's where it starts. Uh, like, the team that Ernie has put out on the floor, like, the way that he's tied up money and, and, and taking away flexibility. And, like, these guys, it's hard, you know, that, that uh, for any team to want these guys. Like, only reason you want Gortat is like because that contract is about to expire. Like, so maybe 
you know, we could get somebody to bite on that. But like you said, we probably have to throw in Otto, which would, wouldn't be a bad thing because he's just not going to maximize uh, his talent with this roster, particularly with Scott Brooks coaching um, because of the way that the style of the play, like like John Wall and Bradley Bill hold the ball a lot. And, you know, uh, a lot of players don't necessarily get to, you know, uh, especially giving Otto all that money. He's not going to live up to it. The ball doesn't flow enough. He doesn't get to get his shots to get in rhythm. Like, I don't understand why more plays don't don't get run for him. John Wall still takes a ton of shots. He can't shoot. Like, Bradley Bill has been slumming in the fourth quarter. Like, I mean, it's just, like you said, it's a mess. I mean, I'm trying to still remain somewhat optimistic just because like we are just about to be at the all-star but I mean I, we all know that they're not going to win anything like even if like this team is together like they're not winning anything so and, and that's the problem they know it too that's why they playing like this they know it too dog you know like when you're looking at the landscape in the NBA and, and and they know what they need in order to be able to go to the next level they don't have yeah. it dog I don't care what you, how much you preach to John Wall and Bradley Bill. You got to play defense. You got to play. They're not defensive-minded players, dog. Well, what do you think about the reports and stuff that, uh, like, a lot of players uh, or, you know, multiple players in the locker room don't really mess with uh, John Wall and some Bradley Bill like that, but mainly John Wall? What do you think about them reports? You think that's, that's true? Who's good enough to feel that way on this team? If it was Bradley Bill, when it was Bradley Bill, we had those conversations on this show. But outside of I mean, the- but you but you but you gotta think about it though. Like they were the team was one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. So like at the end of the day, you still have to play as a team. And if, you know, the other teammates aren't, you know, really feeling the the quote unquote leader, I mean, that's a problem. So but well, well this is the thing. Maybe they're not feeling a leader because the leader is challenging them to step up or play to higher levels than they've been playing. Like, I, real talk, when I look at the, we look at the past five seasons, right? John Wall has clearly been the best player on his team. He's played at a high level. Do you still if anything, think he's the best? Year, do you think Bill's the best? No, I still think John Wall is the best player on his team. Because Bill, because I said, I watched Bill, can't, well, this is the thing. Bradley Bill might be the best scorer on the team, but to me, he's not the best player on the team. Yeah. That's where it, it differs because I watched the game last night versus the Mavericks, and, and on, on a technical free throw shot, this bad boy Bradley Bill missing free throws. Why are you Come being on, designated man. to shoot free throws for a technical free throw no, shot and you can't hit free throws? throws you, that can't be your example. Nah, what I'm saying, listen, no, 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 listen. This is what I'm saying, Jeff. I understand that players miss free throws. What I'm saying is, He's constantly being put in positions to be the guy, and he can't get it done. He's been given last shot, second shot. Not getting it done. I mean, I, nah. I get it. I, I get it. But when I look at it, the totality of their careers, and I'm seeing forty-one percent. Pers- Harold, John Wall is on the season forty-one percent. Like, do you know how ridiculous that is? I mean, he hasn't really had a good year. Let's just call it what it is. We know how he's played in the I past, mean, but we're talking that, about this season. Fair. He hasn't played that, that well. That, that's fair. I'm just saying, if I had to like say, you know, who am I going going put the put the burden of these wins and losses on? I'm not putting it on Bradley Bill. I don't trust Bradley Bill to to carry the team or to step up and be like the leader that we would want him to be. 
I'm just not, I'm not there. And, and, and apparently him and Wall can't do it together. So I, you got to relieve stress, be dog. They're going to be here, though. They, they Wall are going to be here, dog. So, you know, you got to, you got to finesse it around, around them for, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. Aaron, what you, they you want to say something on yeah. I mean, Jeff said that they're going to be here. So what are you going to do? And if you are going to do something, do you want that asshole who clearly hasn't been able to get it done since he's been here making the decisions on what the future is going to be? So, like I said, my meter is not moving until Ernie's off the team or Gortat's off the team. Like, you're not going to do anything that you haven't already done with those two still here. If it's clear as day to where the fans can see it, you know the GM sees it, the other teammates see it. So, I mean, what, why are we expect, expecting different results when it comes to the Wizards? We had this conversation when the season ended last year, dog. We said, do you expect anything different next year? Why would you? Yeah, I mean, that's facts. And the, the, sad part, the sad part about it is, like, um, you know, the owners really don't really have any incentive to do stuff because they still make bread. And, and like, fans, a lot of them, it's, it's entertainment. And they know that. Like, if one person were to give up their season tickets, there are 20 other Bamas on the waiting list that would take the place. And, like, you know, a lot of them, they don't really necessarily care about winning like that. I mean, this isn't the business that they, that they made their money in, and they're still making money. So that's the problem. Like, you have to legitimately have an owner that cares, that wants to win. And when that's not the case, you get these type of situations, and that's the situation that the Wizards are stuck in right now. And the type of city this is, there's no pressure on them. Because a lot of times, owners right. don't necessarily want to win, but fans and cities can put pressure on people to win. Exactly. And so because this is one of those front-runner cities where it's just like a good look, uh, Instagram post to be at the Wizards game, and people don't genuinely care about if they win or lose, it's going to be the same business, though. Same business with this team. Man, all right. All right, uh, on to some NFLs. We closing up shop. Josh Allen says he wants to turn the Browns around. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. <laughs> you know why he said that. Though, right? You understand why yeah, he said dog, that. Yeah, dog. You want me the number one pick? That's it. He's a small school talent that wants to be number one in the NFL draft so he can make number one money. That's just the bottom line. And... Furthermore, I have to look more at Josh Allen, but the numbers themselves exactly. don't qualify first pick. Or the um, wins. But his arm, the, right. he, his arm is, he's yeah. one of those players that if you see him play, you like he got it, but it's no answer as to why it wasn't put together better. Why weren't your team's record better? Why weren't your numbers better? Right. So, yeah. I mean, he's throwing 56%. That is horrible for a quarterback, in my opinion. That's like 50-50. I, I yeah, just that's, that's super low, but but like you and said, like all of the top quarterbacks that like as of late that have been drafted, like their percentage is usually in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. especially so, in college, everybody's wide yeah, open. Exactly, every play, especially yeah, it's college. easy. Yeah, it's especially easy. So uh, how do you think that's going to translate to the NFL when when you got to throw players open and make them reads? Like ah, right. I don't know. With the Browns on top of that, right? Can't do it. Lucky so, for him, I do like I do like the their, their Haley hire. I think yeah, that's, that's a good, good hire for him. Who? Ty Haley hire is good. Haley. Ty Haley hire. Yeah, yeah. Ty Haley. Oh, 
That was a great hire. That's, just, that's, Hugh, Jack, that's Hugh Jackson replacement. I I think he's a great <laughs> offensive mind, <laughs> though, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah no, sure. definitely. He just definitely. got he's bad with dealing with people, but when it comes to the X's and O's and all, oh man, Bam knows it. And and so that that was a great pickup for them. Uh, but him saying he can do, I mean, he he gets Josh Gordon back. Uh, you know, he'll be he'll have a, like a we assume we assume. Assume he'll have a full off season to get better. He's already a beast, so having a full off season to get back, you know, what I'm saying to where he was even more is going to help them out. They still had Corey Coleman, you know, the deep threat, so they got some options. It's just any quarterback that gets drafted by the Browns, it just seems like it yeah, fails. Rap City in the basement, though. It definitely so, seems like it's a culture. It's like they play the Patriots every week. You know how like, they go into the they... game already beat in the mind? It's like you can tell they're thinking about things that don't apply to winning the game. And it's, a, it's football is too hard as a player when you're playing against the best players in the world to have other things on your mind other than just executing on that particular play. And it just seems right. like the culture where the Browns are, is so much stuff always going on just from being losers that they can't, right. it seems like they can't, they have talent. They have more talent than a lot of teams in the league, especially on the offensive side of the ball. There's no excuse for them being where they've been the last two years. Don't they have the, uh, like the, what, the one in the number four pick? Yep. Yes, they do. Do you and, think, the you, think they go, you think they go offense with both, like running back quarterback or with like Probably. quarterback? Like which? Because I think they feel because they skipped over Wentz that they have to take a quarterback with the number one pick. So they're going to yeah. overdraft somebody there. Then they skip Watson too. That running back from Pitt, uh, yeah, Penn State. They, they skip Watson Saquon too. Saquon Barkley. But they told you they was going to skip Watson. I think people and a lot of people weren't high on Watson as we were. So yeah, I they kind of get a pass for that because they was nobody other than us. But come on, man. Just, they but they they professional. They, they, they can't. All the yeah, they can't get a pass for that. <laughs> I can't pass. Right. But I'm, I'm not saying looking back, of course. But when they didn't take him number one, nobody was saying they should have taken him number one. Even the people who do this for a living, they were saying he's the third or fourth best quarterback. They were even surprised that they jumped up to 12 to take him. You remember the conversation during draft time. Not looking back after he played better than any quarterback in the league for the five or six games that he was playing. Cooking. He's still like third or fourth in the league in touchdowns after only playing, what, five or six games? Uh, The other people didn't think high of him. They was talking about if he was a first-round pick. Uh, All the quarterbacks yeah. have major flaws, but anyways. Questions, questions around. Uh, oh, Raiders eyeing Le'Veon Bell after the season. Yeah, he's uh, one of the he's one of the big free agents this year coming into the season. Yeah. The thing they, is, they, running they back is, again, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you the Steelers would tag him. No. I said the Steelers would tag him again, though. If they, if they, no, uh, you know, he's not playing no more for tag. He said he retired before he. It ain't up to him. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so how does that get him to Oakland, though? Even if they are looking at him, I'm sure it's other teams looking at him, too. (laughs) Unless they're going to come up off them picks to get him. But he wants to get paid, though. He wants to get paid. Is Oakland going to pay him? Yeah, they're going to pay him. They're moving to Vegas, too, dog. They about to make a bunch of boxes. That's not related to football. You know how that goes. (laughs) That's why they were able to give Gruden 100 million. They gave him 100 million. Boy, they, this they, Batman bust a great man two decades. Put the ski mask on to that gym for real. Yeah, he, yeah, he robbed him, dog. <laughs> what's that? What's that? What's that? That, that uh, movie with the heist where they jump in the cars and then like go under the tunnels and drive through the little back 
Oh, oh yeah. With the low, the low Fiat Jones, with the low Italian job joint? Yeah, Italian job joint. That's what you rather got him, dog. That was it. Fiat's with bombs on the bottom of Joe Rodgers. Dog. But that's what you got to know about, like, this whole joint and the money that they making. Because if they could pay him $100 million, you think they would pay him that if they was losing money? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Ten, like ten years, he gets paid. I mean, even if he gets fired, he still can get that contract, that money. He'll get that break. Oh man! Uh, game recast from this week. Uh, Lowly Jacks. They try hard. Aaron, I know you want to just go on a rant about the Jags and how they just botched that game. But we've seen this a hundred times before, though. I didn't calm down since the game, though, because we've seen this a hundred times before. We called it before it even happened. They're going to go prevent offense, prevent defense, and then you lose the game. That's how it works, though. Every week in the NFL. And and, and the help of the officials. That, that kind of yeah, but you know, we can't say that with Tom Brady <laughs> on the other side. But, dog, but, you are, but this is the thing. You already know that. You already know that going to this game versus the Patriots, you ain't going to get no help. What you think? Them financials... That they they put up before the season started and they were right. looking at the financials like what's it? That's right, you already know. You think they're gonna help you, Jaguars? You think that's gonna happen? You got to win it outright. You got to win it over officiating. You got to win it. And the they thing did. is, you had an, you had a chance. Did, <laughs> you won the game, and then you you got scared. You, you went in the locker room. And... No, when they nailed the ball down. with fifty five seconds left. In the first yeah, half, with they two, lost with the game. two timeouts. Yeah, with two timeouts. I was about to say they went to the prevent offense. But you the, know why? Uh, at the end of the first half. Coach is an old ass curmudgeon, one of them old cloud of dust coaches. <laughs> his balls went up in his stomach like a no. and that's why you lost the game. But you know why they? You know why they did that? He did not trust Blake Bortles. You, you, you can't saw win it all playing thinking that way. You got to no. let Blake Bortles and throw you out the you game. Trusted the Blake game Bortles. Over, you trusted Blake Bortles a week before that. So we why you going all of a sudden not? And he been your quarterback all season. Like but he hell, literally was your quarterback the all season. He played like some trash. He just ran the ball really well, and he just y'all would well. let him do that. Then did the damage the ball, ball, They didn't even run the ball. They went straight, straight power eye for the rest of the game, straight up the middle where the Patriots was stuffing it. Every they first down, got Fournette ran right behind the pile. Did the little tiptoe bandage right then fell down after two yards. Every first down in the second half, though. They were so All they had to do. You can't run the clock out on Tom Brady. You can't. You, you got, cannot you got. run the clock out on this nigga. He only needs 25 seconds in a timeout <laughs> to get up the field, though. <laughs> that's it. When they got that third and 18, I was like, that's game time. And then they go zone. Yeah. I don't know. Detroit makes me so mad. Then it went zone. They went prevent defensive prevent offense, just like Aaron said. Oh, and then they stopped gosh. doing what worked. The crossing patterns were killing the Patriots. These guys all of a sudden went to, like, the I don't know what they was too. doing. Screens. Blake Bortles was yeah. eight for eight off the play action no. in the first half. Like, yeah. these coaches overthink yeah, it every single time. And the funny thing is the Patriots, it's almost like they taunted the other team. When they were on defense, you didn't see Bama's 10, 15 yards off. They playing their regular defense. Right, People right. are pressing, doing what they normally they do on every day. They don't panic, it's so man. so funny, dog, to watch these scared-ass coaches watch their balls go up in their stomach every week. Like, when you play in the Patriots, they but already you know, got Belichick in their mind, dog. You know it's what like that joint Aaron, you know what it be, though. It's always it's always them defensive guys. They tend to be more conservative by nature. So, like, they always going to go to the prevent offense because they think that 
their defense is like the uh, the Ravens D or the Bucks D. Your D not like that. Like at the, in his mind, that's what he thought. He thought, yeah, you know, I D yeah, with the tops. Like, nah, but you can't. You got to been doing though. Like I would have lived with them pressing and getting beat deep on uh and losing the nah, game. I mean, like, I get one it. I'm just to Brandon. I get uh, it. Cooks. I'm just telling you how the how these Bammers be thinking. That's Doug Peterson was the opposite. Like he flat out attacked. That's an offensive coach. He like we we playing the oh, way. Like I ain't changing coaches, stuff. not defensive. Hey, yeah, hey, coach. yeah, yeah. I agree hundred percent on that. I agree. Hey. Especially the That's old how, guys. Those old yeah. old school gray headed look like truck type Bammers. They right. <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, these yeah, Bammers got so scared in the second half, dog. This Bammers just. I call it. Oh, we were texting. Oh, when they play, no, like, they got a turnover. They got a turnover. They got a turnover, right? Miles Jack got a turnover. Amazing turnover at that. And then these Bammers went three and out. Oh, my gosh. Went three and out. Yeah, we should have been six. But you already know Stern's orders is in full effect, dog. Yeah, but. No, you already know that. You cannot count on that. They forced the game into the hands of Blake Balls in the end, and you, they knew he was not going to deliver in that type of pressure situation. Cause that's not the well, they didn't, they didn't let him know, but you know and what I mean. They didn't that's let him. The, the coach about. took it out of his hand. They didn't even let him do it. No, we've been watching this all. We've been watching this all postseason, starting with college college football. You know what I mean? Over the down to the NFL, like. The coaches be taking the ball out of because they they don't trade. like you gotta let them play man like so if you were coaching you, you had your quarterback as your season. quarterback would you would you let the you know go, the I game mean, go on the line with Blake Bortles? No, let, let me say this. D, I'm 19th, just gonna say this. That was his 19th game starting this season. Like I mean, goodness the key gracious. word in your I'm question D was Blake Bortles is my quarterback. That mean the decision was already made because before the preseason started, dog, I'm getting that off my roster. If I'm running with him, you got to let him play. It can't yeah, be in the D. middle. I mean, you're D. right. You're right let about that. Let me just say this. Let you me say this. Him. The yeah. first half, his numbers were comparable to Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. He was killing it. So I why, was watching it. So why, why am I going to get in the second half and just say, nah, shut it down. Shut it down. Like, dog, let the Bama play. Dog, you were up two scores with him playing like he was playing. And yeah. you don't have to let him throw the ball. There are other, or you don't have to like let it go spread and just the have play action was perfect ball. for me. Yeah, yeah, that play know. action, they was killing them yeah. because they know that they were handed the four net. So you gotta respect that joint. Right. It was a perfect play call. The play action was working so beautifully. And then in between, a throw a little sideline, little sideline pass to the running back, a little quick passes, get the ball in his hand. John, remember, oh, remember oh, at one point. Yeah, like remember at one point Bortles had completed twelve in a row. He tied a right. career high. He was so killing. he had it rolling out there. Telling it, but teams get sheepish, man. When they start the, you know, second half comes, they get scared. There aren't too many teams that yeah, don't get scared against the Patriots in the second half. There just isn't. But yeah, also, too, I think scared. the Pats are the best organization. I should say Belichick's the best coach at making halftime adjustments. There's no one better than him at doing halftime adjustments. Definitely. And they'll make adjustments in game, too, from yeah. series to series. That's true Not too, only yeah. halftime. That's true, too. Because a lot of these guys don't know what they're looking at, D. They no, touch it right. off the cue cards, dog. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they don't know what, how to answer. <laughs> you're not playing chess, dog. They're going, oh, this is what NFL Network say or what my predecessors, because you know these Bamas all come off coaching trees. This is what so-and-so does in this situation, so this is what we're going to do. They don't have a gut feeling for the game. Almost no coaches do that. Other than, I want to say, maybe, like, uh, 
Belichick and maybe uh, some of the younger guys like Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay, but the other guys just coach off a of 50-year-old Q call. They got they got scared, dog. Medea's boo too. Got him. Couldn't even no! move. Bamboo's didn't know what to do. They just started running the rock out over the spec fail. Uh the other game on the doggy, the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles, mud which hole. I basically turned off at halftime because it was a it was a mud hole. Dog, even when they came on the third quarter, they just added to the mud hole. Dog, was it was the was the Minnesota Vikings just not prepared for this game? Like what happened? Yeah, it don't look like it, man. Yeah, basically, the defense job was missing in action since the second half of last weekend, if you think about it. Like, and, like, it's hard. Like, I didn't understand how, like, Bamas was saying, you know, Case, like, he ain't that guy, this and that and the third, which may be true, but it wasn't his fault. Like, if if your old line can't block and he's making a pass and his arm get hit, what you think gonna happen? Even the joint where he's wind up throwing a pass and it's a blindside fumble when that because on that drive they was about to tie it up 14-14. Did like, you see if your offensive line can't block and your defense ain't stopping nobody, you don't stand a chance. Defense couldn't stop no, the run they the sent the tight end from the opposite side of the formation. Right. They go run across the formation, the quarterback's eyes, and block uh Derek Barnett, who's the best pass yeah. rusher on their team. <laughs> yeah, that was a no? he's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. You know, I mean, yeah, that, that whoever drew that scheme up, they just trash, trash. Yeah, they, they need to be fired, dog. Cause cause when I saw that, when they went to the replay and you saw the tight end run from the opposite side, the block Barnett on the other side, I was like, and then, and what? then he do a little a little dive weak chip. Like he didn't no. even like <laughs> dog, at least try to take him straight up. Let him run at over. At least hold that would have took at least yeah, that would have took a time for if he if he literally ran over you and you know what i'm saying you had to t- take him down or he tripped over you that's taking up more time than you doing a little weak chip at his legs he just sidestepped him like what are you doing dog like let me get this quarterback real quick you know what i'm saying like that's just ridiculous dog. just ridiculous <laughs> like when they had the drive rolling they they were about to you know stop the momentum t- potentially tie the game up or even if they got a field goal it's 14 10 but you know those two plays were huge, like both on the offensive line. And, and the then, like I said, the gone. defense, yeah, the momentum was gone, and the defense, mm-hmm. like I said, the defense couldn't stop nobody. No pass rush, you're no, you're no, you're nothing. not coming back versus a team away in three scores. Right, you might as well unplug the game, dog. And, and that game dog. probably cost Case thirty, forty million dollars, dog. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. definitely cost. That Dre bust his head. <laughs> And it might cost them that actual their job. I mean, That's who knows if someone else is gonna give them a chance. But yeah. Cause they would you think about it, all oh, year they've been waiting for a reason to bench that Bama. So it is just unfortunate it, it came, yeah, it came one game before the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. It gave him a reason. He'll still get paid though, I think. He may not get as much, but he'll still get paid. I mean, even though there's gonna be you got him and you got Drew Brees. Are the Minnesota Vikings gonna keep him? No, it doesn't make sense for him because Pat Sherman went to the Giants, though. So the only reason I would be pressed to stay if I was him was because it would be some continuity, like you said. But the OC is the Giants head coach now. I'd be trying to go to New York before I'd be trying to play in Minnesota again. Because they got a defensive head coach. And you he likes Sam Bradford better than he likes Keenum. He kept saying how... uh, Bradford is a better passer than Keenum, and if they get down, then they'll put Bradford in because he likes the way he passes better. That's not a 
I just think it's a, a at this point the way they lost the game and with the coach already feeling that way. That's not a situation I want to go back. And, in. and then the camera kept showing Bradford on the sideline when Keenan right. wasn't playing well. Right, <laughs> right. Insinuating like, all right, he's the guy. Like when they they needed to be sh- and they needed to be showing Zimmer's face when the D was getting four fifty oven baked out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know Why are you doing that? That's what they needed yeah, to be doing. They were showing his face. Because, bro, that defense all year played second-ranked defense in the NFL, right? And then they got cooked. No, they had the best third-down defense in Foles. 40 seasons, though. Weren't they at one point like 9 for 11 on third-down conversion? Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Of. And did you – the best the best third-down defense in 40 seasons. And and and, it, and they was looking like that out there. So well, let me ask this question. And so Nick Foles was cooking so, D, yeah, to, right. to give Philly a little bit of uh, credit, did it look like 2012 to you with the read option? To me, that looks like what set uh, the Vikings defense on edge. Even though Nick, Nick Foles is slow as hell, I couldn't figure out why they kept getting thrown off and that pass rush couldn't close because they ran a lot of that basically uh, read option or probably run pass option, you want to say, right. with, uh, mm-hmm. with Foles. To me, that's like what changed the whole game. They were not prepared for that, it seemed like. Yeah, even though he's not going to be the super fast quarterback, but he can still run it because he ran yeah, it. He's shit. still athletic, yeah. yeah. And, and so, and when, yeah, when Schumer was there, when Schumer was when Schumer was there in Philly with Chip Kelly, when he was the offensive coordinator there, and they ran it with Foles, and he went to the Pro Bowl that year, if not mistaken. It looked uh, like they didn't game plan for it at all. It looked like they thought they were just going to rush for like and just drop the linebackers and just play straight up defense. Like they did not prepare or practice. Yeah, that also at all. hurt too. They didn't have Xavier Rhodes. That also hurt them at yeah, corner. Definitely. And on that, that play, that play oh too. Yeah, that uh, that one play to Jeffrey over the top Whoa. when Rose was on the sideline yeah. for that joint. Yeah, and the pass rush should have got dead. It These diamonds, I don't know what. Not at all, dog. Not at all, dog. So mm, this right. is a disappointment for them. And uh, now we we had the thing. This is almost at the end, dog. I feel like you know what I'm saying that cruise ship like is pulling uh, into the draft, draft time is next. Trust me, it takes months of draft preparation. Let's put it like that. I know the draft doesn't so, start till what April, but yeah, uh, but we we about to get in the heavy. You already yeah, know. You already know. Yeah, it's a lot of preparation. Um, we, got, we got the Patriots and the Eagles. And we not even going before y'all even get into it. It's trying to tell who gonna win and whatever, whatever. We 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 saving that. Um, but uh, if you would like, you can send us your picks at boksports980 at gmail.com. and I can you know we're gonna do a little poll and create a little poll. People who people got winning. I know a lot of Philly fans out there just think the Philly's gonna get it definitely. But uh. This yeah, is a boring. So yeah, and yeah, it's a boring Super Bowl, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be boring. Nah, I don't think so. No, I take that think back. So. I'm saying it's all up in Nick Foles, though. If it's I, gonna be not, boring or not. Not boring, but like, yeah, you're right. But I just I'm eventful. If he I, I plays like, like he did last see, week, I don't I like the team though. Man. I don't I think, like the Patriots I think, and I don't like the Eagles. So it's like, who do I want to win? I don't know. It's lesser of two evils. I I don't know who to say I want to win this this game at all. 
If the Eagles yeah. finally get a Super Bowl, that makes the Redskins the Browns of this division, though. I just no, want people to know that, though. No, no. I didn't do that. The only no. thing we had <laughs> that we had chips and Philly had zero chips. That was the only thing Redskins fans had. Though. Y'all got multiple chips, though. They just got their first one. They just no, cut me. You know it's a, what have you done for me lately, though? You know and that's what that's what this Philly gun fans is all are gonna be on. so obnoxious. They get this chip. I this know, man, just man, like worse. that's and I live and I live up here near these man. That's why I don't want these like them to win at all, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, no good, no good. Uh, follow us at BOK Sports 980 uh, on IG on Twitter. Uh, send us emails. You can send us questions at BOK Sports 980. Uh, go follow uh, Benny Knows Best, my man Dan, for the hockey. When we when we get to the hockey playoffs, we, we check on that old best mm-hmm. the cap, see what they're doing. We'll have more. <laughs> we already <laughs> told them, man. I, I told them I'm giving them I'm giving them 60 seconds, man, to tell us all we need to know, and then that's it. Oh, okay. and I'm hanging the phone up. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I got a uh, uh, shout out to uh, Where's Bubby podcast. Check out Dale, Dale Earl. And uh, Kendall, uh, check out Vegas and Hip Hop Now for latest hip hop news. Uh, check out Kicking It with G Man and, and the Saga Podcast and those dudes. Check out Sports Reality with my man Jeremy John and what they do. Um, check out uh, Oz and Boone. They back and back in the emotion. So holler at them. Check those dudes out and uh, check out uh, Working Title Podcast. Check out uh, Sports Talk Tasha. That's the whole crew. This list is getting long. I remember when we first started, there wasn't nobody to shout out like that. Um, you know, shout out to all our fans who will support us. Please share our show, share our content. Go on iTunes, iTunes leave a comment, download the app, do, do it all, young. Um, email Ernie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever you got to do, young. Just rock with us. <laughs> email Ernie. Uh, email Ernie. That's I'm about to start a hashtag, email Ernie. Um, and that's our show. We out. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me! How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak! How does that feel? How does that feel?